Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off. I'm Katie. I'm Beth. And we are pre-PA clinic. Today, we're going to be talking about professionalism in PA school. Yes, so we wanted to talk today about some of the reasons that PAs do not succeed in PA school. I guess I should say students do not succeed in PA school because you work so hard to get into PA school, but the reality is, is that not everybody actually manages to graduate. And there's two big categories where people struggle with. Yes, either academics or professionalism. Yeah, and so we'll talk about academics another time because there are ways to prepare yourself and to get ready for that. But the, the thing that most people never think about is the professionalism aspect. And in our opinion, it's actually the most important aspect. Yes, <laughs> and it's really hard to teach professionalism. So like whenever you get into academic trouble as a PA student, we can work with you. We want you to stay. We're invested in you, but professionalism is a different beast. Yeah, and so it used to be something that... You, People model professionalism and you kind of subconsciously pick up cues. But we found that that is not happening these days as much as it did before. And so some students um, are acting unprofessionally and then you call them on it and they're like, whoa, I didn't know that that was unprofessional. For example, I once was doing a testing and what you do is you do like fake testing. So you'll have a fake patient, sometimes a standardized patient, somebody, sometimes someone from the community. And they'll act out something like they'll act like they're having an ulcer or a heart attack, etc. And the PA students um, will have to pretend like they're a PA and, you know, get a history, do a physical exam, etc. And I had this student and they were literally popping their gum during, I mean, talking to their patient and snapping gum. And at the very end, I called him on it and I deducted professionalism points from his grade. And he was like, what do you mean chewing gum is unprofessional? I'm like, smacking gum in your patient's face is unprofessional. So if you can imagine, if you went to the uh, um, doctors and you saw a PA and you were talking about... Uh, you know, your heart attack or your thyroid problem or whatever, would you want them snapping gum in your face? Probably not. And so those type of things, he just had no idea that that was unprofessional. And I had no idea how he could not know that was unprofessional. So we kind of were coming from the different sides. So professionalism is super important. Yes, and the PA career really holds professionalism up to the highest standard. We really, really, really value that. And so we start from day one, from orientation. Professionalism is one of the values that you're also going to value as well. So another example is I had an expert come in and teach our class. He was a cardiologist, super, super excited to have him there. And in the very front row, there was one of our students and he had his legs propped up on the desk while this cardiologist was chilling. lecturing. Just hanging out, chilling. So like completely inappropriate behavior. So this isn't like undergraduate school. This isn't like high school. Like this is a graduate professional program and we need you to be held at the highest standards. Yeah, so you can't schlep in in like your pajamas like some people do yeah. in undergrad. You can't like not brush your hair, that type of stuff. Um, because again, you're, we practice professionalism in didactic year and that way in clinical year, it becomes like a muscle memory. Second nature, right? Yeah. Second nature, because the last thing we wanna do is have a preceptor call us and be like, your student always looks like they just rolled out of bed. And we've, we've had preceptors yeah. say that yes. um, because they don't, he doesn't brush his hair or, or whatever the reason is. And so you don't wanna be that student because that will get you kicked out of PA school faster than struggling academically, yes. I promise you. N don't go out drinking and wear your, your scrubs that have your school name on them, okay? Don't post. To the bar. Yeah, yeah, to the bar, right? So if you're going to go out to the bar, then you need to wear clothes that do not look like they're your PA clothes from your <laughs> school. Um, don't post stuff on social media that can be construed the wrong way because, again, we... 
people think we don't, but we can see everything that you post on social media. So don't post anything derogatory about patients. Um, don't violate HIPAA. We've actually had patients, you know, students violate HIPAA because they get, they get so kicked excited. Out. Yeah. They're like, oh, I saw this cool thing last night, but they give away like so much information. You could easily identify that patient. And so that kind of thing, we take it very, very seriously. And so you can get kicked out of PA school faster for professionalism issues than you can for academic issues yeah and it's such a shame because you've worked so hard yes. to get into PA school and you don't want to blow it on something like that so don't be rude make sure your clothing is professional make sure that you're on time yes that's didactic big one. yes that's huge and actually some of the faculty members that we've worked with would actually lock the door I and mean, if you were late then you lost points so you are definitely graded on professionalism in PA school easy points so just like you know yeah. Do what you're supposed to do and be professional and uh, you're going to do just fine. Yeah. It was funny because when we first started, we never really thought when we first started in academia, started teaching, we we're like, okay, we got to teach them medicine, got to teach them medicine. We never really thought like we have to teach them professionalism because yeah. it's something that we, we figured most people would, you know, after they do some shadowing, they would kind of model what's going on. Um, but that's, that's not always true. Another thing we have is that dress code is a big thing. Mm. So it's kind of vary by university and by institution. And even like when you get into clinical practice, it's going to vary. For example, I worked in the surgical suite and you couldn't have no polish on. You couldn't have fake nails. You couldn't wear rings and jewelry, obviously, because we're in the certain, right? And so if you work maybe in dermatology, maybe that's different. So it is going to vary there, but you just have to abide by your school's policy. So if they say you have to cover your tattoos, you have to cover your tattoos. All of them. Yes, yes. Or if they say it's business casual, it's business casual. If they say you can only wear your scrubs during lab, you can only wear your scrubs during lab. And so just don't get in trouble for something ridiculous like that, like forgetting to bring a change of clothes or, or whatever. Forgetting to take out the nose ring. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get, I mean, just, just know that that's part of your school's code. Your job is going to have a code too because you're going to have a professional job. And I promise you there will be some kind of dress code at your work. Some are going to be more lax than others, but there will be some kind of dress code. So just get used to it now. It's a privilege, but there's also certain obligations that come with the privilege of being a provider. And one of them is just you have to maintain professionalism, not only during school, but also as a PA. We worked with a faculty member who uh, was super sweet, but she was very, very strict about how low your shirt could be <laughs> with the students. And I remember her, she would like pull students into the bathroom and like make them bend over in the mirror. And if she could see down their shirt, she'd make them go home and change oh and take away professionalism <laughs> points and uh so yeah so you look adorable girls you look gorgeous but save the the cleavage shirts for for, for date night, night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and, and again it's totally fine like when you're on your own just when you're yeah. on campus that type of stuff especially when you're in class um, just you just gotta have to abide by the rules because that's yeah. that's the way it is. You just be thankful that you got a seat. But yeah, so professionalism it's it's really funny because you can get get into trouble. That we hate to see kids get into trouble for this yeah. or students get into trouble for this. And so just try to avoid it by being smart, being on time, doing your job, being prepared. That's another big thing. Oh, arguing. Oh, yes. so this is huge, and nothing will get you in trouble and lose professionalism points than arguing, particularly when it comes to points on an exam or a quiz or your grade. So undergrad, this is and this is a really difficult concept for students to realize. When you're in undergrad, everything depends on your GPA and grades, right? When you are in PA school, yes, your GPA matters in the sense that you need to meet a minimum. But since when you graduate PA school, nobody cares what your GPA is. No nobody has ever asked me. Ever asked us. In all, all of our years of being a PA, what our GPA is, they only want to know if you've passed boards. So it doesn't matter what your grade is on the test, the exam, whatever, as long as you're meeting that minimum standard. 
what matters is that you actually comprehend, understand the material. Because you're gonna have patients' lives in your hands, so the grade doesn't matter. How well you understand the material matters. So arguing for a two points to bring your grade up to a B or an A, there's very few things more irritating than that. Yeah, so no arguing. It is kind of funny. It, it, I almost feel like we take a step back in time, right? So you're in high school, and you have to be there. You have required attendance. And, you know, you have small classes, and they, like, put the BDI on you, right? And then you go off to college, and as long as you pay your tuition, they don't care if you come. They don't care if you come half asleep. I mean, you can, you know, come in your pajamas, sit in the back of this 300-person classroom. Your visor doesn't even know you. You only go to get your codes to, to sign up for your new classes. We say this because we've done it. Right, right, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> and then you get to PA school, and all of a sudden, attendance is required mm. again. You're in a small classroom. You've got BDIs on you. You have to meet you with your advisor two or three times a semester. Required, right? And so it's almost like, oh, and so it's so hard sometimes to come from mm. undergraduate where it almost seems like there's more freedom to, like, do what you want. Yes. But in PA school, you have to take the classes we say. You have to take them in the order we say. You have to do it at the time we say it, right? You have to be there. A lot of schools have required attendance. You have to be there and you have to meet this minimum standard and you have to have the dress code. And so it's almost like, whoa, we kind of take a step backwards. And that's because we know PA school is so hard. And so we try and do everything we can to make it easier on you. And it seems like we're being harsh by being like, you have to come to class, you have to come to lab. But really, you can't be like, oh, I'm sorry, I missed that cardiology lecture that one day because I was, I don't know, asleep at home taking a nap. I have no idea what's going on with you, right? So we, we can't, we just can't miss stuff like you can an undergraduate because everything builds upon something else. So if you miss something in physiology, then all of a sudden now you can't do the pathophys and now you know, know the pharmacology. And so it's just really, really important. But it is, it is different from undergrad. <laughs> yes. Like, it's totally different in that way, in that aspect. And one of my first quarters in PA school, I was exhausted. It was like finals week. I was exhausted tired but we had a class at the end of the week and I was like mm, I'm gonna like just skip this class I bet no one's gonna notice 30 minutes into the class <laughs> I get a call from a faculty member like where are you <laughs> <laughs> a personal phone call yes like I, I really thought that I'd get away with it but literally like, nope 30 minutes <laughs> into the class that I was supposed to be <laughs> big old empty seat everybody's like where's yes. Katie yeah yeah because you have to think about it you're with these same professors for two and a half years and so we know. We know you. <laughs> you know, in most PA schools, classes are pretty small, like, yeah. I don't know, 50, 60 students. And so, I mean, we're going to realize when there's one student missing <laughs> yeah. and that you're not here and that you it's just, it's almost impossible if you get behind on information to, like, make up stuff. And that's another reason why we have, a lot of schools have required attendance or required, sometimes it's Zoom, whatever now. Uh, and so it's really for your benefit. I know it seems like we're being super harsh and taskmasters, but if you just think about it, it's for your benefit benefit right yeah. and so it's so you so you don't struggle academically right and so this is the reason we have these kind of professionalism rules in order for you to be the best PA you can be but if you learn anything from this uh, podcast it's please 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 be as professional as possible yes. and if you don't know just ask like I had a kid once ask me he's like um are dark jeans okay I read on Google that dark jeans are professional as long as they're dark and I was like no Jeans are not considered professional yeah. uh, when it comes to PA school, so you need to wear slides. He's like, okay, well, thanks for letting me know. I just didn't know, so I Googled it, and there was some, like, unsure on Google, you know? And so I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, we will answer questions for you. If you are unsure about what is considered professional, we will totally help you. Yeah. And again, when you're on campus or when you're wearing, like, your name tag of your school or, or your representative of your school, just make sure you keep that professionalism 
uh, on par. Yes. So no arguing, dress professional, be really, really polite to every single person, be on time and just be like a good human. It's, yes. this is really just a very small price to pay to be, have the privilege to be a PA. You just don't want to be one of those one or two students every year that get in trouble for professionalism. Yeah. Just kind of come out of nowhere and you'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. So here is all our tips. Yes. All right. Well, we'll yeah. see you next time. Bye. Thanks for Bye watching. Guys. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are pre-PA clinic and are here to help you get into PA school and then survive PA school. If these episodes are helpful for you, we would be so grateful if you could subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Also, if you need help applying to PA school, check out the episode notes. The application to acceptance course is huge and filled with all the tips and expert advice that we have learned in our years of working at PA programs. Reviewing CASPA applications, choosing who to interview, interviewing, and deciding who to accept. We know what programs are looking for because we have sat on that side of the table for years. Don't waste another cycle, your time, or your money. It walks you through every step of applying to PA school, removes the overwhelm and confusion, and includes the interview course because if you follow our directions, you will land those interviews. It also includes the highly coveted PA program directory so you can apply to the right programs for your strengths. Applying to the wrong programs is one of the top mistakes pre-PA students make and costs them valuable time and money. Check it out at go.prepaclinic.com course. Again, go.prepaclinic.com course. And it's also in the show notes. We are so excited for your future and are here to help you get into PA school and then survive PA school. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.